Hello, JRPG fans. Welcome back to the podcast. It's episode 57 of the JRPG Report. My name is James Fisher. We've been uh, off for a week. Has uh, had to head out of town for a little family R&R time. But we are back. We've got some great stories to talk about today. And I don't want to waste any time because we've got huge Breaking news just out this morning. I'm kind of glad I waited <laughs> a uh, an hour or two to do the podcast because otherwise this would have broke right afterwards. And it is perhaps the news we've been waiting for a little while, and that is some definitive information about Persona Five Royal. Um, just call Persona Five Royal. I guess they've dropped the 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 out of it. We are getting it October 31st in Japan. 2020 in well i guess for the rest of the world that's a little vague as far as the western release goes but with it being october 31st you know they'll want to get it out before the end of fiscal year in april so that's probably my best guess somewheres in that march or april range so we've got the date but that's not all there is a boatload of of information, I'm just absorbing it all on the uh, on the website. Thanks to our friends over at uh, Gamatsu for breaking this uh, this morning. Um, I'll just kind of read along to you, and we'll try to digest all this information. Uh, first and foremost, Persona Five has sold more than 2.7 million units worldwide. Um, so the uh, Calls for an enhanced edition have been heard and is coming out. Student life is further completed with the previously untold third school semester. The new character is uh, is the key to approaching the, the depths appears as well as a formidable as well as some formidable new foes. Remember in that first teaser trailer we saw the new character in it and so let's first dive into who she is, and please bear with me on these uh, names and pronunciations as uh, I've never, I've not obviously heard them spoken. I don't know how it's supposed to go. So her name is Kasumi Yoshizawa, and she is voiced by Sora Amamenya. And so here is her description. She is a beautiful girl who transfers to Shojin Academy in the same year as the protagonist moves to Tokyo. She has made outstanding achievements as a rhythmic gymnast since middle school, and Shujin Academy has great expectations for her future. She seems to admire the protagonist, but rejects the Phantom Thieves. Whether she is an enemy or an ally remains to be seen. Of course, remember in that teaser trailer as well, she questioned the Phantom Thieves' methods and says she was not a fan of them. So, going to create some tension when she finds out who Joker really is, huh? <laughs> Can't wait to see uh, what that is all about. Um, we kind of saw her in that trailer, her persona version, you know, with the mask and everything. She has got a sword, a kind of a, a cape going on there, some knee highs, and uh, looks like to be wearing like a, a dancer's a unitard type of uh, deal. I'm surely that's not my area of expertise, so that's the best description. 
I can give. There's a new confidant. His name is Tukuso Moriuki, and he is a part-time school counselor hired uh, at the concern of the students following the case of a certain teacher uh, that occurred back in April. I believe that would be the uh, crazy gym teacher. Uh, he has good listening skills and detailed advice. He is popular among the students. His arcana is Le Consultants. Of course, we get the uh, the final, the third semester of school. A New Year's gathering with the Phantom Steves is possible. This is a reborn Persona 5 experience, they say. School life is further completed with new city areas, uh, new games, and more. Um, I, I have no idea how you're supposed to pronounce this, but this is uh, uh, Kichinuji. A popular spot in Tokyo. It's a new player, uh, new area to visit. The mix of new and old, various cultures and personalities clash in this area that fascinates men and women, women of all ages. Looks like a very cool uh, new area to explore. In this, you can play uh, Darts Live Three. It is a Darts Live latest machine. It is perfectly reproduced in the game. You can play in a, looks to be a cafe type, you know, gathering spot. And there may even be unexpected gains for the Phantom Thieves. There's new date spots in this area. This looks like a really cool looking aquarium. Uh, you can take the twins out on the town, let them see the outside world. And uh, as is the norm in games, you can now take uh, photographs for memories or at least there's some sort of looks like you can take some sort of photographs with your with your friends as for battle there are new strategies in battles you can your double life as a fan of these will be even more stimulating here's a new foe looks like a giant horse with ram horns his name is kuriyama um, it says something strange happens in the jail cell there's three options in japanese not quite sure. A mysterious treasure appears in the palace. And the new treasure chest is is there to be had. Uh, so yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm just kind of reading through this as, as we come out. It looks like there's a new status assist feature, which uh, gives you some quick uh, abilities to go to and forward. The ease of play has been remarkably improved. Countless new songs. Um... And very happy to see this PlayStation Force Pro support. You can uh, get an even more beautiful Persona 5 experience with greater detail and higher resolution for maximum realization. It is coming out October 31st this year in Japan, 2020 for the Americas and Europe. Price on that, 8,800 yen for the standard edition, uh, 5,000 more, 138 the limited edition they're saying more information will be announced on may the 9th so maybe we'll get a more concrete western time frame i kind of doubt that just yet um there's a <clears throat> there's two trailers out for it the western teaser trailer all it says it's got the logo on there for the royal and then 2020 there's a japanese trailer though and hopefully 
we will get that translated and over to us. Maybe that's coming out on May 9th. It's a really cool trailer. And what they didn't talk about any in this article, and what I definitely noticed from the trailer, is it looks like Joker mentions he even at one point attaches it to the UFO and is, is riding around on it. So very, very exciting stuff. Um, it's a little bit longer than I thought we were going to have to wait for this game, but I think it'll be well worth it uh, when that time comes here. Well... We're going to have to wait just a little bit. 2020 for the West. We'll get to see our friends. We'll get it this October. Moving on to our next story. And these are uh, not quite as exciting as that one. But uh, certainly there is some more news to talk about. Uh, as of today, Kingdom Hearts 3 Critical Mode update is now available. So you can play Beginner, Standard, Proud, or Critical for you really hardcore gamers out there it will challenge even the most skilled cube blade wielders to be more tactical as they battle formidable foes in this mode your maximum hp and mp are halved the frequency of situation commands and magic is lowered but sora can perform new abilities exclusive to this harder difficulty mode Additionally, the update adds the feature for players to carry over their Keyblades to a new game. Keyblades that are carried over uh, will return to their default strength, but through this optional feature, players can utilize Keyblades otherwise not obtained until later in the game from the beginning. So that's nice. Still a game I don't think I'm rushing back into too soon, but I'm sure that's uh, some good information and uh, people are looking forward to that one. We got some information on Yeez 9, Monstrum Knox. It will be coming out on PlayStation 4 on September 26th in Japan. The latest issue of Weekly Famitsu reveals. Uh, the magazine also gives a first look at series protagonist Adel Christian and his travel companion Dodgy as he as they appear in the sequel. So Adel's hair is now a mix of blue and black, and he has a quote-unquote cooler atmosphere uh, than before. As a suspect in a certain incident, he was detained and imprisoned in Maudu, the prison city. So that kind of explains what was going on there. Um, back in March, the screenshots actually uh, showed him, but it was from the back, and all it showed was the hair, so I would say most players did not <laughs> recognize that was as him without his trademark uh, red hair. Uh, so this one coming out in September in Japan. Let me get an announcement on a Western release here soon. Uh, one more thing I did want to say with um, with Persona 5. There was, in case you, um, that was all for PS4. Um, maybe May 9th we get some information about the potential Switch release, but there was absolutely no mention of Switch. There was nothing in the trailer, so uh, that is why I didn't say anything about it, because there was nothing uh, nothing to report. Uh, keeping on the Yeez uh, thread, you can play... Yeez 8 on your cell phone. Not sure 
<laughs> if you want to or not. I'm sure that's going to be great for some people who don't, I guess, have a dedicated system for this. But, I mean, it is what it is. This is news. So, um, doesn't say when. There's no release date for that yet. So, if you don't have it for Vita, which came out in July 2016, PS4, May 2017, PC, <laughs> April 2018, or Switch in June of 2018, you can now play Ease 8 on your iOS or Android device. Uh, some big news that broke last week. We didn't, uh, we weren't here to talk about it. And uh, honestly, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm kind of glad we didn't do one last week because this would have been pretty much the only thing to talk about. And it's still not much. We had speculated for a while about the PC release of Octopath Traveler. Well, it is set in stone. June 7th, you can uh, play that via Steam and the Square Enix store. June 7th. It will feature English and Japanese audio and English, French, Italian, German, Spanish, Japanese, traditional Chinese, and simplified Chinese text options. So nearly one year after, uh, of course it came out in July of 2018 on the Switch, nearly one year later, PC We'll get it. <clears throat> um, nothing really else about that. There are some uh, some screenshots and uh, videos out there if you would like to check that out. But that is the most important thing. You ones that have been waiting for it on PC, you get it June 7th. Uh, Super Neptune RPG for the PS4 and Switch has been delayed to summer. Previously... Uh, Said it was supposed to come out this spring, but now um, we we heard that the PC version was delayed. Well, the console version has been delayed as well. Uh, that's really all that they have said. So you, most people probably would have guessed that since it was already the spring and we still do not have a firm release date for that. Hence... Let's just put a generic summer release tag on it <laughs> now as well. We'll see if this this one may be uh, maybe delayed again. I, I don't know. This is this is kind of weird. Usually when you hear these type of things, it's not a super great um, thing. It could be spelling some more more troubles. If you're a Switch owner and you've been wanting to play God of the Three. Well, you can do that come July 12th. Switch owners will now be able to enjoy the game that was previously only available on PlayStation 4. Of course, that came out uh, worldwide uh, by February. So, not too much of a delay, about six months afterwards. Now, check this out. Bandai Namco has also thrown in there that uh, uh, pre-orders of the game will get a download code for costumes and hairstyles themed after Tales of Vesperia's Yuri and Estelle. So that's pretty cool. Um, to clarify, it is July 12th for Americans in Europe. If you are in Japan and listen to this, you can get it a day before on July the 11th. be interesting to see how this game looks on the Switch. Um, could be a good little uh, one to pick up. I'm always on the outlook for some cool switch games to uh to check out 
So keeping on the Switch console, this is a... <laughs> every once in a while we get one of these stories that just kind of... You kind of do a little head scratcher, and you're like, I, I guess that's cool. That's kind of weird. So Dragon's Dogma Darker Reason came out not too long ago on the Switch. And um, I think a week ago, yeah, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes came out for the Switch. Well, they are kind of doing a cross-collaboration. And uh, to the effect that now you can get a... Uh, in Travis Strikes Again, you can get a Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen shirt that uh, he will check out and wear. It could also be worn by Badman. And uh, in Dragon's Dogma, there will now be a Travis Touchdown pawn that you can summon. And it does not look like him exactly. It is certainly... Um, what he would look like if he was in Dragon's Dogma. So don't be expecting his actual character model to show up. That would be pretty as out of place, and he's not going to be having his little lightsaber thing either. Uh, his name will be Travis TD, <clears throat> and uh, looks pretty cool. But, I mean, honestly, outside of... Looks like he's got a kind of glowing red sword and his face. You wouldn't really know... Um, know it that he was somebody special I mean it is kind of cool that they're doing that and maybe I mean I'm just looking at screenshots so maybe in game uh, in video it, it does look um, a little bit better there's maybe some swoosh sound effects or, or something like that but I mean it's cool don't get me wrong as long as it's free it's, it's, it's cool <laughs> uh, Death End Request for the PC, we'll be launching in less than a month. Get that on May the 16th, publisher Idea Factory International announced. In addition to the standard edition, a deluxe bundle, including the deluxe pack, will be available at launch. A permanent 20% discount. The deluxe pack includes a character art collection, concept art collection, three PC wallpaper designs, eight mobile wallpapers, and a soundtrack. The standalone look packs will also be available at a week-long 20% launch discount. The PC version also includes all the original game content found in the Japanese version, as well as Japanese and traditional Chinese subtitles. The free and paid downloadable content originally released for PS4 version will also be released for PC, with the exception of the quote-unquote bonus weapon downloadable content which were PlayStation Network and physical retail exclusives. All downloadable content will be available upon launch, except the Summer Swimsuit Bundle add-on, which will come out on June 4th. So, PC owners are finally getting to experience Death End Request. A game that's kind of on my radar... We'll have to wait and see, mostly because it looks like it's a really cool uh, turn-based battle system. And that is Dragon Star Volner, And it has a release date for PS4 on June 11th in North America and June 14th in Europe. Publisher Idea Factory International announced. Yeah, 
Idea Factory was busy in the PR department this uh, this week. So the game's trailer introduces the game's aerial turn-based combat. Now that battlefield is split between three layers, top, middle, and bottom. You can move freely between the layer levels to battle enemies. And there are even some giant enemies that take up all three tiers at once. So, uh, here's some of the key features about this one. The battles take flight. They say fight enemies mid-air in unique, vertically oriented battle system. Strategically position your party at different tiers to attack and disable the enemy skills one level at a time. Enter the dragon. They say you can perform enough attacks to unleash the dragon within, transforming each character to unlock devastating skills and newfound strength. During battle, kind of sounds a little bit like Legend of Dragoon. You can become the dragon. Weaken an enemy dragon to devour its element. When the element is pierced into a character, they can absorb that dragon's tree skill. But at what cost, they say. And last key features, madness or riches. Three witches depend on you to bring them dragon's blood as food. Starve them and they'll go mad. Overfeed them and they become a dragon. Will you keep them alive or sacrifice them to obtain ultra-rare items and skills? Your choices will change the game's ending. So yeah, that's that's one that's definitely on my radar. Dragon Star Vineer coming out June 11th, North America, and June 14th to our friends in Europe. The last story I wanted to touch on um, is not a uh, game per se, but it is Final Fantasy VII, a Siphonic Reunion. So a couple days before E3 this year, June 9th at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles, California, Square Enix has announced that there will be Final Fantasy VII, a Symphonic Reunion, the first ever official concert dedicated exclusively to FF7. It will feature a symphonic orchestra, a choir of more than 100 musicians on stage with giant HD video projection screen. The video program featuring FF7 will be made specifically for this event and uh, it will showcase the best moments of the game's story. So if you've not played the game, you should probably not go to this concert. So uh, pre-sale tickets are available for $77.77. And uh, those are already on sale as of this recording. Uh, I believe the website, it's got a link on here for something called Wild Fairy. F-A-E-R-Y. I guess that's the website. You can check that out there. So this is worth noting that this is a couple days ahead of E3. E3 this year runs from um, June 11th to the 13th and is also held in Los Angeles. So it's kind of a tie-in. And I would anticipate, uh, may I'd expect... Some FF7 remake announcement. This is just too coincidental not to uh, not to happen. That uh, especially with uh, Sony not being at E3 this year, I think we're going to get some major news. What that news is, that's going to be left to much speculation. Um, hopefully. 
the remake is further along than we think, and we'll be getting part one this year. I mean, what a way to open E3 if that was the case, right? Just dropped this huge bombshell that we're finally actually getting something of this game uh, sometime soon. If you'll remember, Kingdom Hearts concerts did the same thing with regards to Kingdom Hearts 3 announcements. So I dare say that is exactly what uh, the fine folks at Square Enix have up their sleeve. And if uh, you are in the greater Los Angeles area, I dare say this would be an event, a uh, once-in-a-lifetime deal that uh, would probably be worth uh, a few bucks to go go check out. That's all the news and notes we have for uh, this week. We'll keep it a bit of a, a short podcast. I do want to touch on uh, my playthrough of Trails of Cold Steel, Legend of Heroes. We're... Uh, into chapter four now i've been really kind of spacing it out of course uh, i took about six days off with our little trip and uh, life got a little hectic there for a moment so uh each night you know two three hours tops on it um by the way if you guys are interested we're still live streaming every bit of uh of that game if you go onto the jrpg report youtube page you can see all of our our previous walkthroughs. We just got to um, Himlar last night. We've been running around that big old city, and uh, I got through the underground dungeon. So tonight's broadcast uh, should be uh, should be the summer festival. Little little foreshadowing for you guys who are following along on that. Uh, so definitely check that out, or you can check out live don't forget if you want to uh, add me as a friend on the psn network it is the last remaining that is all one word no spaces so i'll be sure to add you as a friend and you can see when i'm live streaming it live to youtube for all you fine folks but having a great time with this game as uh, as i knew i would it continues to impress me uh how how good it looks for for a glorified vita PS3 game, and uh, just how much fun the, the that battle system was and continues to be. But I have to tell you, and I don't think I talked about this many years ago when I first played it, but one of my all-time uh, favorite uh, events in a JRPG, uh, not necessarily a, a classic you know, thing that happens very often, but something that was a little unique to, to this game, you... Uh, when you're up in the Nord Highlands and you go through the, the ancient ruin there chasing after the after the bad guys, you um they talk a couple times about being quiet. You know, that that yes, it was a big cavern and the the enemies at the end of it probably wouldn't hear your movements. But uh not only do you you know, you use Millennium and have to like break down the door and giant walls and uh stuff in order to get to the enemies but the <laughs> the the best part is at the very end, and uh, if you've played Trails of Cold Steel, you know that throughout the dungeons and some of the overworld, uh, there are either giant boxes or uh, breakable pots to to smash open, and and some of them have mirror in there. Some of them have items. Every once in a while, you'll get a U material to upgrade your weapons, but in particular, <laughs> at the end of this dungeon. 
you get there and the bad guy, the boss fight is in the next room. You know, you got the save point and they actually like pause and like, shh, everybody be quiet. You know, the bad guys are, are right there. We're, we're going to let's sneak up on them and uh, catch them off guard. Right. As soon as that cutscene is over, literally that room adjacent to the boss fight, which there's not a door or anything. It is literally, you know, a stone's throw away are the bad guys. They could probably see you if they weren't, you know, engrossed in, in goonery and just being bad guys. But the beat all is the room is filled with breakable pots. And so the first thing you do is you go around with your character and you smash open, I don't know, 15 giant pots. <laughs> and if, if you stop and think about it for, for just a second, you're like, well, that's gotta be the dumbest thing you could possibly do. That would certainly alert everybody, not only in the, in the next room, but in probably the entire dungeon to swarm upon you and attack you. But yeah, it's just just classic, you know, video gameism that uh, your actions rarely affect anything in that over, you know, in the in the game. But I just, you know, as, as you smash each pot, like, hope oh, they don't hear me smashing this pot. But I really need this item in this pot, and I can't do it afterwards, so I better do it now. Just classic. So that is going to do it for today's JRPG report. This has been episode. 57 don't forget watch along with us on youtube catch our videos we'll try to do those from time to time and of course head over to the facebook page join our community over there we like to do fun stuff there as well you can log on to the anchor app on your phone and leave us a voicemail question also support uh, our cause here by becoming a patron or you know a donor whatever whatever you want to call it we'll gladly accept the accept the support that'll go towards buying great new games for me to talk about on here and supporting our mission here to enjoy our beloved jrpg genre until next time my name is james fisher thank you so much for listening we'll talk at you here hopefully next week and until then guys get back out there and level up